When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Tomorrow night at 8 Eastern, we'll have the 88th annual Goodyear Cotton Bowl Classic on ESPN and ESPN+. Plus. Number 9 Missouri against Ryan Day's 7th-ranked Ohio State Buckeyes. Coverage begins at 7 Eastern. We are in the thick of bowl season, and this is, uh, meanwhile, on planet Earth from yesterday's uh, Duke's Mayo Bowl. Check out this one-hand interception from Bradley of West Virginia. Ooh, he got a lot of junk in the trunk. He ain't got no afterburners. What a sensational play, though. Now, if I yes. said Look that. at it again. Yeah, there, he got some junk in the trunk. He look like Algie Crumpler, boy. Them, them, them knees ain't getting up that high, but that's a moss, though, for you. But he only needs one hand. Get somewhere! West Virginia wins the game, oh, so no. their coach, Neil oh. Brown, Gets mayonnaise no. dumped over his head. That check better be big. Mm-mm. That check. <laughs> no. It's ten thousand dollars to charity, uh, nah. so that's so he, that's why Hell, he did it. The, ain't uh, enough for charity. I believe there was a food bank out there in West Virginia that. Will Levis would like that though. Not yeah, us. but Will Levis, what? He put it into the mayonnaise in his coffee. coffee? Yeah. yeah, that's a little too much. Come on, man. mayonnaise bath that you I like? That? Nah, nah, no, that's not nah. for you. you I'm a may- I'm big on mayo. Yeah, I love mayo. What? So if you guys were playing oh, in the Duke's Mayo Bowl, I would, I would like your team to win it because I know he doesn't want to. He don't want to get mayonnaise uh, dumped on. Hey, welcome back to Get Up, coming to you live from the Seaport, brought to you by Gray Goose. We start this hour with condiment discussion, but we're going to quickly move to the big story in the NFL. That is the Broncos benching nine-time Pro Bowl quarterback Russell Wilson in a move that almost certainly ends his stay in Denver. Jarrett Stidham will get the start against the Chargers Sunday. Denver has lost three of its last four games, while the 35-year-old Wilson has over 3,000 yards and 26 touchdowns and eight interceptions this year. Here is Broncos head coach Sean Payton on the reason why. I understand all the, the speculation and everything that surrounds a move like that. Um, and I could tell you, look, we're, we're desperately trying to win. And um, sure, in our, in our game today, there are economics and all those other things, but the number one push behind this, and, and it's a decision I'm making, is to, you know, get a spark offensively. Man. He couldn't even get that. Late Wednesday night, <laughs> Russell Wilson posted this on X, formerly Twitter. God's got me yeah, God. looking forward to what's next. I got him last year when he gave him that cheese on that taco. Let, a lot of, uh, yeah, we said, God and his agent. Uh, Russell's got $39 million guaranteed next year, no matter what. D. Wood, you're listening to Sean Payton explain himself. What were you thinking? That man was stumbling and bumbling trying to make sure he put the right words out there. But for me, I think the, big, the, the one that caught me was like, yeah, we need a spark, so we're going to go with Jared Stidham man, as the guy. Knowing, come on now, like, like, let's cut the crap. Come on now, let, let's cut the crap. And I'm not trying to, on, I'm not Stidham. trying to boo boo on Jared Stidham oh, or whatever. You, you but, 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 but my, listen, man, I, this was purely a financial decision. Yes. I mean, everyone knows this is a financial decision. This is a guy that that Sean Payton inherited. He did not want, and so the 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 the, first, the glimpse of an opportunity. 
the first opening for an opportunity to move on from Russell Wilson, Sean Payton took it. Yeah. That's exactly what this was all about. It had nothing to do with the on the you know, on the field. This was more about let me find an opening where I can move on for him to get my guy in. Just to explain the finances to people who are just tuning in, he gets $39 million guaranteed next year no matter what. But if he's still on their roster uh, on March 17th, oh my then another $37 million in guaranteed money for 2025 mm. becomes fully guaranteed. That's injury only now, so they don't want him to get hurt uh, and trigger that. So what would you make of it? So I think, Damien, you made a great point. I think the assumption that this was not a commitment for life. This was an arranged marriage and it no longer worked for one party. And we know now, we weren't in the room to hear what Sean Payton was telling ownership or what the conversations were, but we can surmise based on how the events have, have unfolded now that Sean Payton came out of retirement taking this job knowing that he would be allowed to run this organization the way he wanted, whether Russ was going to be here or not. This was not a situation where Sean Payton and Russell Wilson had to be in lockstep, glued together for life. Sean Payton said, we'll see how it goes for one year. If we don't win, then it's on the quarterback. <laughs> it's on the GM who orchestrated this trade with all these picks and all this money. And I have full uh, carte blanche to really run this the way I want to, which um, if you know, Sean Payton, like, it's not surprising. You, you want to have that, that guarantee. Every coach wants to buy the groceries and make the meal himself, right? That's not surprising. Well, I'll say three things for me when it comes to this whole ordeal that went down when it comes to Russell Wilson. Ordeal, Number wow. one, the business part of things, right? Yeah. You talked about the finances, Graz, and if Russell Wilson gets injured and he's not able to pass that physical in the spring, that's $37 million more million that the Denver Broncos have to guarantee Russell Wilson. The second part, Kate Mars, what you touched on, the Sean Payton side of things, doing things his way, getting his quarterback. And we all knew before the season that it, it was basically oil and water mixing or trying to mix when it came to Russell Wilson and Sean Payton based on the systems, the system that he runs and the style of play. And then lastly, I, I would say this. You asked a question, Gross, earlier. Can, you know, you win a Super Bowl with Russell Wilson? I think Sean Payton also is witnessing and saying that, you know what, I don't think I can win a Super Bowl with Russell Wilson being my quarterback, so let's cut ties right now. Those are the three things that, that stands out to me. Not only that, but like willing to take an $85 million dead money hit, uh, at which is going to hurt your ability to find the next quarterback. Yeah. It, it doesn't matter, right, because they're in a rebuild. That means they're going to break it down. That's why it's surprising that they didn't make trades on the trade deadline because it's going to be a two-year where they have to strip the roster down, then they have to build it up, they have to get in financial, you know, get financially healthy. Well, they did we, defensively, remember? They, yeah. They, 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 they right, they got rid of Randy Gregory, yep. right? They're they yep. starting to do that. And listen, we, we knew that he was going to set the house on fire, right? And he talked about, well, well, we knew it was a foregone conclusion. We didn't because it was nothing that Russell Wilson really could have did that could have saved his job. I mean, you talk about they're right there sitting outside of playoff contention which is a miracle um, based on how they started. Yeah. So, really, you, you can blame three of those losses squarely on Vance Joseph and how horrible that defense was. It wasn't about Russell Wilson. So, it was nothing that Russell Wilson could have did. When, when somebody want to break up with you, all they have to Ooh. find is one single what? thing for you to do. You'd be doing everything right. As soon as it's one thing. Oh, see, I knew he couldn't play. Like, don't tell me that he didn't come in here with that PowerPoint that Antonio Pierce talks about, about five-year plan, how I can save Russell, how we can win with Russell, how I can be the difference, I can do what, he, what I did for uh, Drew Brees. But this is what we have to be careful about because now that you fire everybody, 
everybody. You pointed the fingers at everybody else yeah. and stuff yourself. Now it's all on Sean Payton. So we're going to see if he can coach. Yep. We're going to see, like, people always think that lightning strikes twice, right? We'll see if he got the same stuff that Dick Vermeil was made out of. We'll see if he got the same stuff that Joe Gibbs was made out of. We'll see if he has the same stuff that Pete Carroll has with his second act. Because everybody just, oh, Sean Payton, fix it. We think that the past is an indication of the future. But you can't always strike gold twice. This is, could be set up to be a bad job because one thing that I know that the Broncos can't do since John Elway is find a quarterback. They tried to draft him. We talk about the Tim Tebow era. We talk about the Paxton Lynch era. That's why they keep going out in free agency because they can't draft and develop one. And what Sean Payne's going to realize is he's in that microwave society now. This ain't the old school NFL. This is the new school NFL. People get tired of you real early, especially if they yeah. see teams within your division pass yeah, you by. Yeah, pass You're supposed to be the Broncos who's already missed the playoffs for the last eight years. So listen, you don't watch. You know, you don't watch call. You know what I'm saying? For what? Do you, do you think at any point he's sitting in that office when that – He don't care. He that, got his no, cheese on his taco. When, when that Chargers job came open. Oh, yo, he's so mad. <laughs> a year too early. A year too late. Right? We know that's the job he really wanted, but he had to settle for it. He wasn't going to say no to that Walmart money. But at the end of the day, now he got all that money, and he's one of the highest-paid coaches. Now he's going to be underneath the microscope to turn this thing around. The, the problem is he has to face a franchise quarterback in Herbert. He has to face a franchise quarterback oh, in Patrick Mahomes. Holmes, yeah. So no matter how good he makes this <laughs> roster, mm-hmm. if he doesn't hit on a quarterback position, which is hard to do, yeah. then he's going to fall short. Yep. And he'll be one of these other guys that's getting paid a bunch of money to be on TV and sit at, sit at home on the couch. Do you know how many well, he'll coaches, get his money. You know how many coaches have won the Super Bowl with two different teams? How many? Zero. Mm. Never happened before. So a lot of pressure on Sean Payton. Where was I mean, the like analytics when Walmart him, right? did that one? <laughs> it, is all, it is all on him. It is very <laughs> hard to go out here and draft a quarterback, develop him, and, turn, and, turn, and basically turn the whole tide of your franchise. And, and like Bart pointed out, especially when you're in a division where you got Pat Mahomes sitting in your way, mm-hmm. and he's going to be sitting in your way for a long yeah. time. You say division, think about conference. Right. right. Yeah. Conference, well, yeah. all the young quarterbacks that are coming up now and really show that they can, you know, play the game but, at a high level. But what's amazing is they had that lousy start, and, and obviously they're not satisfied with the quarterback. You go back two weeks, they were a game out of first place mm-hmm. behind the Chiefs. Seven and eight, they're still not eliminated from playoff contention now. But we're getting a spark from Jared Stidham, so they it's still Stidham a chance. Coming. I mean, do you think think Peyton Uh, feels like a missed opportunity here? So the fact that they are even in playoff contention and they're still going to bench Russell right now lets you know it's all about about winning, y'all. It's not about winning. I mean, that's obvious. I think, yeah, I mean, look, he can, he can say that all he wants, but I think we're free to uh, be skeptical uh, about, the, uh, about the reason. That's why he was like Joe. Stutter, stutter. That's why he can get it out. He's looking to his right. That's the creative side of the brain. I know body language. We come back on Get Up. We're going to talk about the first place team in the AFC West, but they're not doing great either. Kansas City in crisis. Travis Kelsey fired up. Did you hear what he had to say yesterday about all the Chiefs' problems? If you haven't, we're going to... Play it for you. Plus, the D in Dallas stands for drama. Could they possibly lose three in a row? We'll tell you why. Yeah, they probably could. That's a good song. Shopping for Mother's Day is usually a challenge because you wait until the last minute, but Macy's Gift Finder makes it incredibly fast and easy to find the right gift just in time for Mother's Day. Whether you're shopping for your sister's first Mother's Day or your fashionista mom who loves to make a statement, 
Macy's Gift Finder has so many great gift ideas that you can easily pick out something special to celebrate them both. You can shop by price, anywhere from $25 and under to $100 and under. You can also sort by category like fragrance, handbags, and more, or gift lists like for the mom who has everything, pre-wrapped gifts or gifts for grandma. Find top brands like Studio Pro Model Beats headphones, Polaroid cameras, and Samsung smart TVs. So what are you waiting for? Mother's Day is May 12th. It'll be here before you know it. Macy's has the perfect gift guide to make picking something for mom easy this year. Head to Macy's.com slash gift finder today. That's Macy's.com slash gift finder. Delicious, meat nutritious, and the snack that packs a real protein punch. Wonderful pistachios, one of the highest protein nuts out there. Each one-ounce serving has 6 grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value. Wonderful pistachios also come in a variety of flavors and sizes, perfect for enjoying with family and friends or taking them with you on the go. And you're on the go a lot, taking the kids to school, hopping from meeting to meeting, shopping for groceries. Well, the good news is, not only are wonderful pistachios a complete protein, providing all all nine essential amino acids, they're also great for all your adventures. So whether you're a pistachio purist who loves cracking open every nut, or you prefer the convenience of no-shells pistachios, Wonderful Pistachios has got you covered. Grab Wonderful Pistachios and elevate your snacking game today. Visit wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. It is time for some Week 17 bold predictions in the NFL. Bart, start with you. What do you got? Oh, yeah, deliver us from Flacco. He's back, and he's kicking ass and taking names, man. <laughs> One thing Flacco can do is throw that football, and he can throw it deep, and he has a receiver that can go get it. Joe Flacco, over 350 against the Jets. Ooh. Oh, it's, getting, it's gonna get dark in Florham Park tonight, baby. Harry Douglas, what do you got? For me, I'm going to go to Detroit Lions. I believe they're going to rush for over 200 yards and three touchdowns. When you look at that two-headed monster, Jameer Gibbs and David Montgomery, those boys are bad. Both of them have an opportunity to go over 1,000 yards this season, and they're trying to see if they can hit that mark this weekend versus the Dallas Cowboys. How about you, D. Wood? I'm going to go with Tyreek Hill, buck 75 against this, this vaunted Baltimore Ravens oh, defense. We, oh, listen, oh, we, oh, we, oh, we, oh. Listen, J- Jalen Waddle might be out of this Uh-oh. game. Uh-oh. I know one thing about Tyreek Hill. <laughs> those hamstrings made of vibranium. Yeah, he didn't like going talk about that about my Baltimore Ravens. Dude, if, if your three predictions happen, I am going to get destroyed in my fantasy uh, championship game. So I hope you all are way wrong, or at least one of you. Kmart, what's your bold prediction for this weekend? All right, relax, Chiefs fans. It, it involves Travis Kelsey. Instead of him throwing helmets on the sideline, he can be throwing that stanky leg in the sideline. Not once, but twice in the end zone. Because Lou Amaroto. He hasn't scored. Ah! Go, Travis. Because this man, as Harry said earlier, has not scored a touchdown in a month. That's going to change this weekend. That uh, Bengals defense has not been looking like itself. Come back over to the dark side, Kelsey. (laughs) 
Yeah. So. Hey. You remember how exciting, hey. how exciting that game looked like when the schedule came out? Bengals, yeah. Chiefs on New Year's Eve. That was it. Joe yeah. Burrow, Lou Amarillo. Jake out Browning there. doesn't doesn't do it for you. We'll see. We'll yeah. see. I'll be there. He better anyway. have a better game than he had last week versus Pittsburgh. He, that he, was a good need to. Hey, speaking of Travis Kelsey, he is fired up about the Chiefs' struggling offense. He was on his New Heights podcast with his brother Jason yesterday and did not hold back. Uh, when talking about his helmet-smashing meltdown on Christmas Day and his coach Andy Reid's response to it. Listen. He wanted to see the fire in me, and I, I reacted in a bad way. He wanted to just get the best out of me. Um, and right now, I'm just not playing my best football, and I got to lock the in and be more accountable for him, be more accountable for my teammates. I got to keep my cool, man. It's not just one guy. I, I'm. It's not just me playing like dog not just uh, – uh, it's not being able to get the run game going. It's not just us not being on the same page passing-wise. Everybody's in this thing together. Everybody at some point isn't being accountable. Everybody's just got to do their job. Long. What you got? Yeah, I'm telling you, like, I, I've been here on teams that was, like, running out of that, that, that window, starting to close, huh. and you still have your core unit. We see this happening in other sport when you look at Golden State. Like, you know, you still have guys, you know, Steph Curry, a la Patrick Mahomes is playing at a high level, but the pieces around him can't hold up their end of the bargain. And the rest of the league and the rest of the division starts to catch up because there's so much data out there about how to slow them down. The, the problem is they have an identity crisis. They, don't, they know who they were. They don't know who they are. And who they are is a team that really should build themselves not around Patrick Mahomes, but it should be based on that defense. And they got to learn how to win ugly and run the ball behind Pacheco and only ask Patrick Mahomes to be special once or twice a game, one or two drives. We need him to be the old vintage Patrick Mahomes because he doesn't have the weapons. And this is what happens when the credit card bill is due. <laughs> They've been going out and living off of, you know, being able to play funny money with the uh, salary cap. It's cost them Frank Clark. It cost them Orlando uh, Brown Jr. It cost them, um, them Tyreek Hill. And what happens is now you can't replace those players. So now so much pressure is put on Kelsey. So much pressure is put on Patrick Mahomes. They don't have the pieces around them. They have to learn how to win ugly and slow the game down, limit the possessions. I just don't know if that's in Andy Reid's DNA. And I'll say their defense this season has been the main reason why they're actually in the position they are in now. And when you look at the defensive side of the ball, they hit on those young guys last year. You look at all those players in the secondary. Yep. You yeah. look at Karloffis and what he's been able to do this season and his growth in his, uh, in his young ball. career. McDuffie, exactly. Now, the offensive side of the ball, they haven't had that luxury, right? But when you look on that side of the ball, I don't think Kansas City has an identity. And I don't think I don't know the last time I can actually say that, Bart, that this football team doesn't have an identity offensively. When you look at the offensive tackles, they've been terrible. Garden. When you look at the drops from the wide receiver position, that, that's been horrible. Travis Kelsey, one touchdown in the last eight games. He's not stepping up, making plays, and being dominant like we're so accustomed to seeing. And then Patrick Mahomes, hell, let's rub it off on him. He's doing uncharacteristic things and throwing pick sixes in the end zone. He's running for his life and he's scrambling. Guys can't get open. So you, there's a magnitude of things that's wrong with the Kansas City Chiefs right now. But here's the thing that a lot of people are not mentioning. They missed the hell out of Eric Bieniemy. I, I don't care how many people the like accountability. The, yes, the accountability <laughs> factor. Off Listen, it's not gonna get. It's not gonna be this way when I'm here. And we've seen that in Washington. A couple of players, young players, they felt some type of way about Eric Bieniemy saying certain things. But that accountability is needed. We all played this game. 
We've all played for people that gave everyone that accountability and held everyone accountable for their actions and what wasn't going down or what wasn't getting done. So I think Eric Bieniemy is truly missed in Kansas City. They can get him back because he's going to be available. <laughs> we talked about we talked about Bieniemy, um, I think, on Get Up and First Take yesterday because it, you can say what you want about him not calling plays. That man was the glue it, it, behind closed doors offensively. When you're dealing with, again, the accountability, accountability. when you're dealing with managing personalities – how to get after guys and make sure that they are on their P's and Q's. That's something that's been missing. But again, you said, Harry, you said this team doesn't have an identity. How can it? Because of everything that we're mentioning. Bart, you said run the ball. But we're talking about their offensive tackles. We're talking about their offensive line. We're talking about the lack of protection yeah. for Mahomes. We're talking about the no consistent running game. We're talking about Mahomes. Throwing, I think he's got a career-high 14 interceptions right now. Mm. It, it is compounding. Each week that they have been talking about the drops and all these issues, these miscues, it's been compounding interest all season. I don't think, personally, I might be the only person at this desk. I don't think the Chiefs are done and a pretender. I think when you have 15... I will give you the benefit of the doubt until you guys are knocked out of the playoffs. I just will just because of what we've seen. However, however, there are a lot of issues. Listen, I go off of when you show me who you are, I'm going to believe you. Okay, Maya Angelou. Okay. Show me who you are, I'm going to believe you. (laughs) And what you put on film, that's who you are. We, we We give a lot of leeway to the Kansas City Chiefs because of 15. Andy Reid in 15. But show me on tape where they're playing where we can legitimately consider them a Super Bowl contender right now. Outside of their defense, what do they do well offensively? They don't do anything well offensively. And if you're going to to be a team that's going to come out of the AFC, I'm sorry. What they're showing on film, on tape right now, is not going to cut it. And on top of that, when you have 15, everyone thinks, oh, you can just flip a switch. You can't flip a switch when you're getting punched in the mouth. It don't work. That's like it. That. When you get punched, when you getting punched in the mouth, yeah. like what the Raiders did. Yeah, it's hard to come back from that. They, it really, it's really they, hard to come back from that. They played the only way that the Raiders can beat them. Like they, yep. they, they should have just ran the ball and been more conservative. When you talk about what do they do well, they, I watched them against the the Jets uh, and run the ball down their throat. You know, understand that their best position group is the running back position. We know Jared McKinnon, what he is in a passing game yep. and what he can do in getting the ball in his hands. Clyde Edwards-Alaire when Pacheco was hurt, balling at a high level. But they're reluctant to go through that because they, it's like when you have a guy like Mahomes, you got to throw the ball. It's like you contractually obligated. Wow. But you can ask him to do less because his other guys can do more. The most dependable position they have is that position. I, Isaiah Pacheco, he's so physical in between the t- trenches. Right now, the reason why they don't respect the run, so now you just double, you just double um, um, Kelsey and take him away because you know the guys on the outside. I can cover them with a wet paper bag because half time they self check because they're gonna drop the ball anyway. So we're saying that understood. There are clear issues, but we're saying that we are not gonna give the benefits. It's wide it, open. It's wide to open. Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey in a year where we literally say every team has a question to answer. Or flaws. Never well, that's, on a road so either. that's my question, right? When you talk about looking ahead, who do you like to win the Super Bowl, and you're looking at the AFC teams, are you still considering the Chiefs as one of your options? Right now? To yeah. win the Super Bowl? No. Yeah. They're dark horse. They would be a dark horse, right? And, and they have and a, a really good fights. defense, but I'm not relying on Kadarius Tony. Yeah. I'm not relying on Sky Moore. 
I'm not relying on those guys for the Kansas City Chiefs to win a Super Bowl. It's, it's only because in the AFC, it's so many backups that's going to be dependent on it. Joe Flacco's a backup. You look at, you know, Brown, he's a backup. But you ask yourself, when you think about the brand names that we know, you know, you would, I would say that the Kansas City Chiefs are least out of the brand names. I'm talking Bills. Tua, mm-hmm. um, Lamar Jackson. You can put it right there, but it's about styles make fights and matchups. Miami's a bad matchup for Baltimore, but Baltimore's a match, bad matchup for everybody else. We're, we're Final at, word. We're asking the Kansas City Chiefs to do something they haven't done in, 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 in years. <laughs> Go on the road and get to the Super Bowl. Yeah. They have not done that in the Patrick Mahomes era. Patrick Mahomes never even played a road yeah. game in, yeah. in the postseason. So we'll see. Fresh challenge for Kansas City. We'll see if they're up to it. When we come back, though, on Get Up, more conversation. Again? Yes, the Denver <laughs> divorce. It's big news, Bart Scott. Likely the end for Russell Wilson in Denver. Has that tainted his legacy? And can he resurrect his career somewhere else? We'll tell you when we come back on Get Up. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. We are back on Get Up with the big news out of the NFL. The Broncos benching quarterback Russell Wilson in a move that almost certainly ends his tenure with the team. Denver's lost three of its last four, and head coach Sean Payton was asked if uh, it was fair that Wilson was the one taking the blame for the struggles. Watch his eyes. I can't replace the entire offensive line. I can't bring in five new receivers, and, and, it, and if it continues over a period of time, then there'll be another guy here talking to you as well. I can just assure you one thing. I'm just interested in winning. So we want to remind you of what the Broncos gave up to acquire Russell Wilson uh, just about a year and a half ago. Uh, Ten combined players and picks. That is the most in any trade. Since the Herschel Walker deal in 1989 between the Cowboys and the Vikings, and after they did that, they signed Russell Wilson to a long-term contract extension that's really kind of at the heart of the current issue, right? Because they don't want to have to be stuck with uh, extra guaranteed money a Way couple of years Way to get him, Curl. Way to get him. When the Broncos yeah. got Russell Wilson, D. Wood, we were talking about, you know, is this guy a Hall of Fame player based on what he's done so far? How has his time in Denver affected your answer to that question? I think it's basically like taking a sledgehammer to that. Ooh, like, literally. Wow. I mean, it, it, you, it, when, you're, when, you, <clears throat> when you've given up the, the assets and the contract, there's a level of expectation that comes with that. We expected Russell Wilson to go into Denver and be, the, a, you know, a top, I would say, at worst, a top 10 quarterback. Sure. I think Pete Carroll rightly understood that 
Russell Wilson was not the Russell Wilson of, you know, the prior, you know, two years or whatever that he, those last years he was in Seattle. So this whole fiasco with, with Sean, obviously with, with Nathaniel Hackett was terrible. And then to come back this year and have this happen with Sean Payton, it just hasn't been a good, you know, two to three years. I would say three years mm -hmm. for Russell Wilson. So when you have that type of downward trajectory at the quarterback position, it doesn't bode well for, for your overall legacy as far as trying to be in the Hall of Fame. So was he, a, was he a Hall of Famer and now this changed that? Or did he have more work to do on his Hall of Fame case when he got to Denver and he just didn't? No, he had more work to do. Yeah. He had more work to do. I mean, listen, he, he did, I, listen you, can't, you can't disparage what – you know, what Russell Wilson did in Seattle. Russell Wilson put up some really good numbers. He was always one of the quarterbacks. He wasn't the best quarterback in the National Football League, but he was always amongst the yeah. best quarterbacks in Never the league. MVP vote. You know, yeah. that, yeah, listen, we can say that. We can definitely say that, but Russell Wilson was always in the conversation one of the best quarterbacks uh -huh. in the league. And I just think over the last three years, uh -huh. in the, the last year or so in Seattle, it's just been a downward spiral. See, I, I the last two years, and really this year, it's not like Russell Wilson played terrible at the quarterback position, but for the contract and what he was brought in to do, right. he didn't fit that bill. I personally had Russell Wilson as a Hall of Famer. What? Because you can't discredit. Yeah, you heard me, Bart. Because you can't <laughs> discredit a lot of the things that he, he was able to do in Seattle. What I went back do? and looked at some of the numbers, right? And I looked at the explosive plays that Seattle had from 2013 to, I think it was 2018. They were one of the best teams in the National Football League in creating explosive plays. Well, there has to be a quarterback that throws the football to you. And when I look at Russell Wilson now, he's top 13 in touchdown passes in NFL history. He's third in rushing yards as a quarterback. He's top 20 in, in pass yards. He had eight playoff appearances in 10 years okay. with the Seattle Seahawks. And that's Hall of Fame? He went to two Super Bowls, bro. He, he, and the fact that he didn't win the other one – is what disqualified him from, in my opinion, and being I don't the think Super Bowl. It disqualified. Okay, so let's go through it. Let's go through the numbers because numbers never lie, right? So we talk about it, right? Russell Wilson, I think we're watering down the Hall of Fame. The Hall of Fame is supposed to be an, an exclusive club. We watering down? It, yeah, I'm saying it's being watered down. We don't down. vote because if they let it's, us vote it. Okay, <laughs> Ru Ru Russell Wilson, right? All right, 115 and 72, 334 touchdown passes, 43,653 yards, right? Good career. Now, what if I read these numbers off to you? 102 wins, 82 losses, 242 touchdown passes, 43,627 yards. That's right. Joe Flacco. We putting Joe Flacco in the Hall of Fame? That's Joe Flacco. Are we putting Joe and a Super Bowl MVP? And you can say the same resume as Are you stuff. putting Joe Flacco in the Hall of Fame? No. Okay. That's my point. So if Joe Flacco. <laughs> If Joe, if, Wilson, though. What, what are you talking about? I just gave you basically mirrored stats. And we don't even mention me, Joe Flacco, me. and we're going to put Russell Wilson in there, and Joe Flacco has a Super Bowl MVP and I, still counting. I understand. Dude just came off his couch and rescued the organization. Mark. But I think Russell Wilson, in Why? my opinion. Because of PR? No, I'm just saying. But higher I, profile? I think Russell Wilson did it more consistently than Joe Flacco. Joe Flacco went opinion. to the play. Him and Matt Ryan was always a staple. He went to the playoffs the first So he went to the playoffs the first eight years the same way. And he has more road victories than any quarterback in NFL history. And we don't talk about Joe Flacco like that. So how are we going to say that somebody with the same numbers and the same resume belongs to get it in the Hall of Fame, but somebody else with the same numbers, we don't even mention. We don't even think about that. We don't I mean, think Super Bowl Joe Flacco. Has Joe Flacco been to? 
Um, it don't matter. He won the same amount, and he was the MVP. I mean, I, I understand. I understand. He's been to, we took but we talk about Russell, Russell Wilson been to more Super Bowls than two, Drew Brees what, two? and Aaron Rodgers. That's what are you two, talking about? But that's two. Yeah. Okay, he's been to two. Boy, you act like getting to the Super Bowl is make easy it, as hell. Make it make sense. Kimberly, you want right, to is that the same resume as Joe Flacco Hall of Famer? No, no, Joe Flacco's not Hall of Famer. So you bought the beer at 11 o'clock, right? You definitely bought. No, you know what I'm saying. <laughs> what are you talking Stop. about? Oh, that's 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 um, urban epi- uh, economics. Uh, I would take Russell Wilson in the Hall of Fame before I take Joe Flacco. That's off Minister uh, Society. Uh, they, that that made me know that I caught him lying. So he bought the beer at 12 o'clock. No, you can't. Uh, can you bring I'm not even. I'm not even sanity sure. Sanity proceedings. No, he had a, he he was borderline even Hall of Fame before um, in, in Seattle. I think what hurts Russell is the fact that. Seattle literally said, we don't want you anymore. We are better off with Geno Smith. They were protecting him. And they, Seattle seems to be doing just fine. As far From the standpoint of mm-hmm. we have a playoff caliber team with, with a combination of Geno and Drew Locke. Coming to Denver, this whole thing has been a disaster. And when you read off the stats from this year, a lot, again, people, I think this season when, when people were critical of, of uh, Russ's numbers, it was like, oh, you're hating on Russ, da 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 it's not. It's not about hate. The numbers are good. The How problem is. The problem is this contract and what was given up for him. Expectations. He cannot. These numbers cannot just be fine or good. They got to be great. When you tell me he's top twenty in something. Yeah. He can't All be top me. twenty. He's like they gave up way too much, and I think that's why Sean Payton. We saw it. Throughout the season, the way he was talking to him on the sideline, you know Sean Payton. You know what, Grassi, like, you know what Grassi, you Y'all know, know how it, many people it, play in the National Football League? Right, you, 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 all time? You know, really, you know, the, just because I know this, this conversation about Russell Wilson in the Hall of Fame, mm-hmm. what really hurt him, he gets traded to Denver and Geno has a better, has a better yeah, year. All that, all that, yes. Russell, like, he literally yes. had a better year than, the, than what Russell Wilson had the year prior yes. in the same system. system. Yes. That's what, to me... That was a big indictment right there. Said out loud, Woody. We Bart, can uh, Bart, Bart, you're right. Let me. We can argue all we so want we about this. So we just gonna discredit everything Russell did in Seattle. It's not a Hall of Fame. No, I'm not. I'm not. Nobody's discrediting. He's him. saying it's great, but it wasn't great enough. It's you're saying it was great enough. It's all the, the only thing we can really agree on is the last two years have been really bad yeah. for Russell Wilson. He's talking about quarterbacks. So Matt Ryan, quarterback Matt Ryan, a Hall of Famer. I'm gonna switch the subject completely and talk about a different sport. Let's get up and go. Starting in Houston, where Kevin Durant had his 18th career triple double as the Suns beat the Rockets. 129-113. Durant finished with 27 points, 10 rebounds, and a career-high 16 assists as Phoenix snapped a three-game losing streak. In Chicago, rookie superstar Connor Bedard with the first overtime winner of his career as Chicago beat Winnipeg 2-1. The 18-year-old Bedard scored both of the Blackhawks' goals. He leads all rookies with 15 on the season. And in San Diego, with Caleb Williams watching from the sideline, his replacement, Miller Moss, threw a Holiday Bowl record six touchdown passes in his first career start as USC beat Louisville 42-28. to Sorry, Harry. Williams opted out of the game. So much for Williams coming back. It's, we don't a, sore, want back. it's a sore subject for Harry that, uh, that Louisville lost that game. They were favored, weren't they? Anyway, after the game, because this is a thing now, uh, USC coach Lincoln Riley had a tub of eggnog poured over his head. All I know is I'm glad that the bowls that the gas station companies sponsor don't do this exactly. <laughs> I think that would be a, a disaster. What does eggnog taste? I've never had it. I never had it. Oh, the diesel bowl. Do you ever had Coquito? Mm-mm, no. You're an American. I don't understand it. <laughs> Shut up, Mark. 
One more look at Lincoln Riley getting uh, eggnog dumped on him here. Like, I, I, I don't know. I don't know if I'm into that. Lincoln Riley got, got a, a cool pad from moving over there. So he, can, he looked good with eggnog. He can, he can buy some new clothes. Yeah. It's, like, it's saying? like an ugly dude with money. Worry about everybody. Getting the dry cleaning to get the eggnog no out. Right, He'll be okay. Hey, Bowl Mania rolls on today on ESPN and ESPN Plus with four games. It all starts at 11 Eastern with the Wasabi Fenway Bowl between number 24 SMU and Boston College. Then at 2.15, what's going on, Harry? I will be there on ESPN Radio with Mike Quarry calling this game. Rutgers in Miami. And the Bad Boy Mowers Pinstripe Bowl. And at the end of the day, we got the Valero Alamo Bowl. That's a game of the day between Arizona, who's ranked 14th, and Oklahoma, ranked 12th. All that on ESPN and ESPN+. Plus. Today, coming up, after getting run over by Buffalo and Miami, the Cowboys are back home. And on Upset Alert, we'll tell you why one of our analysts says the Lions will roar on Saturday night. And it's our most dangerous segment. Oh God. Our big man, Damian Wadley, <laughs> is ready to smash some tiny helmets. <laughs> we come back. You won't want to miss that. You're watching Get Up on ESPN. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. We're back on Get Up, and it's time to play a game of right or wrong. The rules of this game are very simple. I'm going to make a statement, and you tell me if it is right or if it is wrong. Bart Scott. Brock Purdy will cost the 49ers a Super Bowl. Listen, I know I can be Buck Nasty, the world's biggest hater, but listen, all this slander <laughs> on Brock Purdy this week, y'all think it's a little overblown. You know, he had a bad game. You know, I think if they if they lose, it's going to be because that defense wasn't able to stand up with that um, $100 million defensive line. All right, so you they went with wrong last there. week. Yeah, yeah, that would be wrong. You didn't listen to the rules. You didn't yeah, yeah, say right or wrong. I am horrible with reading comprehension. D Wood's better. Listen, D Wood, Eagles are not a super, they're not a Super Bowl team right now. Is that right or wrong? Uh, I'm, listen, I'm gonna say wrong. Thank I, I, you. Listen, I'm, I'm gonna say wrong. <laughs> we know that the, the flaws that the Philadelphia Eagles have, particularly on defense, the back end of their defense, but. When you build the way that they're built, you're going to have an opportunity uh, to contend in, in the conference. They're strong on both sides of the ball in the line of scrimmage. You still have Jalen Hurst, A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith. they got enough players to get it done. Harry Douglas, the Detroit Lions will go into Dallas and upset the Cowboys Saturday night. Right or wrong? Roz, I'm going right. I just mm. like that two-headed monster in the backfield. I like that offensive line. I like those guys being physical. Don't think for one bit that Dan Campbell didn't remind his football team or show them that tape what happened to them last year when they played the Dallas Cowboys. I call this game, let's get back. Let's get them back. And I think this is going to be the most physical team. 
Dan Campbell uh, just won a division title on Sunday. He's got to get his team back fired up to play a big mm -hmm. one uh, this week, make sure and avoid the letdown. Do you think they can do it? I think it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough against this Detroit Lions team. This is a team that they have an identity. Like their coach, oh, yeah. they have an identity of how they want to go, go about doing things. We know that first and foremost, it starts by running the football. They want to be strong in the trenches. They're, strong, they're definitely strong in the trenches because where is, where is Jerry Goff at his best? They're at, he's at his best in the play-action game when they're able to run the football. And I think when going up against this Dallas Cowboys defense, which has struggled mightily you know, over the past few weeks, stopping the run, that's going to be the focal point. And I think, that, I think this Detroit Lions – Offensive line is going to be too much. The Lions got their issues as well, right? You know, they, they can't get to the passer. So that means Dak Prescott's going to be able to burp the baby back there and CeeDee Lamb should be able to eat. So you have to ask yourself, like, you know, who, whose game plan is going to be implemented first, right? Because we know if Dallas goes up, then maybe that run game, you know, falters because you're playing catch up. But if you, you, you get ahead, then maybe you can, you can take the possessions out of the game. So it'd be interesting to see who gets up first and applies the pressure and who handles the pressure the best way. So it's funny, uh, when the Lions played New Orleans, we were both there, Harry. Yes. <laughs> I was a little too busy. Harry, Harry came with. back. Well, how many beads you get, Harry? We need to Never dig mind. in on that in tomorrow's <laughs> show somehow. But, they, say, but, they say never no, tell. Heading into that game, I had talked to Teron Matthews, safety for the, for the Saints, and I asked him about the Lions, and he said, if you are building a team of receivers, you want a guy who's fast, a guy who can stretch the field, a guy who can do anything in a big possession guy. And he's like, the Lions, they have it all. Jared Goff has all types of different weapons at his disposal with Josh Reynolds, Jameson Williams, Amon Ross St. Brown, and, and right rookie Laporta. And that doesn't even account for the rushing attack that they have. Still, the Cowboys at home have been unbeaten. This is a huge game for them. From the standpoint of you protect home turf. But if the Cowboys win, which I actually think they will, but if they win at home, I still have questions, again, about the Cowboys on the road, which is what they need to answer right. heading into the playoffs. Can they actually beat teams on the road? So I'm, so I'm, I'm concerned yeah. about the Cowboys defending the run. When you look at three of their four losses, Arizona Cardinals, San Francisco 49ers, Buffalo Bills, those teams really, really, really beat them up physically and ran the football down their throat. And Arizona actually did it with their quarterback and their running back. So... Are they going to be able, can Dan Quinn make changes to be able to stop the run game of the Detroit Lions? Because if they can make Jerry Goff one-dimensional, I think that's their best chance defensively uh, to, to win this football game. How do you avoid a lot letdown? Remember, I'm the, I'm the resident Detroit Lions fan. You know, I saw them with all the hype and going into Baltimore, and they, they laid an egg. Mm -hmm. you know, it's just going to take tremendous maturity, right? Because now mm -hmm. you know, you're full, so how hungry can you be? When Dallas is hungry for a win because they've been embarrassed you know, on a roll for the last two weeks, they're going to become out guns and blaze. They're going to have the confines of being able to have snap count and be able to hear when on the other side it's going to be more difficult for the Lions. Can they be professional? Because this is about professional because right. you've already got your division locked up. It's about going out there and saying, you know what, we're going to play because it's the next game up and we're going to come out with that same enthusiasm, be able to match the intensity. Well, I think a couple things. I think the answer, I think the answer is yes uh, for a couple reasons. Number one, the head coach, Dan yeah. Campbell. I think, you know, Dan Campbell being that guy that's, you know, like a Parcells disciple, like he'll make sure those guys are honed in. And then more importantly, they have something to play for. They're not out of the, the number one seed. Say it yet. again. So, it? like, they, it's not a game where just because they got the division wrapped up, yep. they still have an outside chance to, to, to 
potentially host have the whole road to the NFC playoffs the go through Ford field, uh, through Ford Field. So they'll be ready to go. And I'm telling you, I talked to some of their players last week. Like they know all about the history. They know this is all new in Detroit. They Bye know they've Barry. got to prove to the world that they're for real. And the Dallas game is an opportunity for them to do that. It's amazing the culture and the roster, frankly, that uh, Brad Holmes, their GM, and yep. Dan yep. Campbell have put together there uh, in three years. We'll see how far they can take it. But right now it is time for Ooh. one of our and one of your favorite weekly segments. It is Big Man Tiny Helmets. Let's go. Welcome to the most dangerous this segment. Very- Big Man Tiny Helmet. Get the goggles ready. Oh. That went right by my face. Things just got real. Yeah, yeah. Start to the side, start to the side. Graziano's got a lot of potential. <laughs> Oh, 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 smoke. There's no coming back from that. I think that might be my best. Who <laughs> Damien hit today? So yeah, we're we're talking Cowboys Lions and we can we can talk all we want, but there's really only one correct way to settle this, yeah. and it's by smashing a little plastic helmet. So what do you got? Cowboys Lions. Well, I mean listen, if you've been paying attention all show, you would know what direction I'm gonna go in. Ooh. Okay, Whoa. I'm doing that. Ooh. Not ready. Yes, I'm smashing the Dallas Cowboys. Dang. We're talking about the physicality that the Detroit Lions bring to the table. What up, though? Okay, yes. the three-one-three. Okay, Jameer Gibbs, David yes. Montgomery. Yep. That's going to be the fa- that's going to be the deciding factor for me. Are we putting everybody else's picks up here? Is that what is that what we're doing? How else are we? All right, we got it split down uh. the middle here. That's good. Kimberly and Bart like the Cowboys. Mm-hmm. Harry and D. Wood like the Lions. I hate to do this to Dallas, too, man. I went down there two weeks ago. They treated me so well. Shout out to all my people yeah, in Dallas. Yeah, the cold nice. don't work now. The game take it back <laughs> now. <laughs> I had to throw that out there, though, Bart. I had to throw it out there. You can remain unbiased in spite of the, <laughs> to, to, the to bio loyalty. Uh, over to their side. Over in the AFC. I can never read these with this. Over in the AFC. You like Greeny right now. The number one seed is up for, before we hit, start smashing helmets on Ravens. Dolphins want to tell you what's at stake. If the Ravens win this game, they clinch the number one seed in the AFC playoffs. Mm-hmm. But if the Dolphins win this game, then all they have to do is win in week 18, and they clinch the oh, AFC playoffs. That's easy. The Dolphins lose, and Buffalo wins, then then Buffalo-Miami in week 18 is for the what AFC is, East. Is, yep. There is a lot at stake in Ravens-Dolphins. Who do you got? Carefully, D. Charm City, baby! Yes! Yeah. Oh, squish the fish. Yeah, yeah, listen, man. We talk about. <laughs> look at you, this guy. Man, don't mess up my table here, Bartholomew. Okay. Listen, I'm going. I'm going with. I'm going with the best team I believe in football right now. Yeah. Baltimore Ravens. Defensively, they've been superb. And then obviously we talk about Lamar Jackson being that that force MVP. that force multiplier for oh, the Baltimore Ravens. I'm going with. I'm going with. I'm going with the Baltimore Ravens. All right. Well, who else who's picking the Ravens? Harry. Oh, no. What's it don't matter. about this game is yeah. that when you look at Mike McDonald, the defensive coordinator for the Ravens, he's going against this offense, this type of offense, twice already. Yeah. San Francisco 49ers, Last Los week. Angeles Rams. Mm-hmm. I want to see how Mike McDaniel, from from an offensive standpoint, how they're going to be able to handle the pressure that they're going to see from Baltimore. Yeah. Last year it didn't end well, though. No, it didn't. But this is the bad news right here, is that everybody's taking that the Ravens. Yeah, yeah, I know yeah. what that means. Miami. Quick, somebody change, uh, or else Baltimore is in trouble. Finishing up in Kansas City, where the struggling Chiefs get Jake Browning and the Bengals. Who do you like in this one? There's no place like home. No place. Oh, yeah. oh. oh clean right. off. Yeah, yeah, listen, listen. I know as much as we talk about the Kansas City Chiefs, their struggles offensively. Mm-hmm. Cincinnati Bengals have a lot of struggles as well. They did last week. That's last week, absolutely. Yeah. So I'm I'm going to say that Patrick Mahomes and company they're going to figure this thing out and come out with a win. Oh, 
There we go. I didn't have protection. Almost took out Harry's pocket square. Is that enough? I didn't have protection. Are you not entertained? Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Everybody likes the Chiefs. Lou Amarola. I'm going to do it. I'm going to pick the Bengals, and I'm going to do it Kelsey style. I'm going to take this Chiefs helmet, and I'm going to smash it on the ground. What do you think? That, that respect was, on my that name, say. That, 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 that was not good. That was too nice. That wasn't good. Yeah. That wasn't I mean, like, is this Hit about. like MC Mayo or Cheddar Bob. Is this more about, like, you think the Chiefs can turn it around on offense for a game or the Bengals being, being that strapped? Well, I just think uh, we, we underestimate the Kansas City Chiefs defense. I think mm. they lean on that. You talk about bringing you know, Brownie into a hostile environment, crowd noise. You know, all things point you know, towards the Kansas City Chiefs. Yeah, Browning just went into a hostile environment in Pittsburgh, and he didn't go so great. Later, basically. Yeah, <laughs> Renegade, Renegade almost broke him. So. Yeah. Um, yeah, I haven't given up on the Chiefs. I'm the only one standing here who has not. So. Well, she want to make it known. Yeah, she want free barbecue. Yeah, she really want to make it known. I'm trying to go to 239 and get my barbecue still. So. We got a little more to do here, but when we are done at the top of the hour, first take is coming up next. Will the Russell Wilson trade go down as the worst in NFL history? Plus, which quarterback would you rather have for a playoff run, Dak or Jarrett Goff? It is first take at the top of the hour when we're done here on Get Up. Here is our upcoming featured football lineup. Saturday afternoon, Georgia squares off against Florida State in the Capital One Orange Bowl. Saturday night, the Lions take on the Cowboys in a big NFC matchup. And on New Year's Day, the playoff semifinals begin at 5 Eastern on ESPN, ESPN Deportes, and ESPN Plus. Meanwhile, on planet Earth, check out this week's group of That Boy Bad fans. Yeah. <laughs> All right. That boy bad. That boy bad. That boy bad. Harrison, there's oh a story behind goodness. this, Grace. Please tell it. She, she, she told me multiple times. She was like, "Daddy, why do you keep putting other kids on on Get Up and not me?" I said, "You know what, baby? I apologize." So we were taking our Christmas pictures, and I was like, "You know what, Harrison? Let's do it now." That's about as, that's about as uh, gorgeous a That Boy Bad segment as we have ever seen right there. That's my baby. How about that? So you're heading over to, what, Yankee Stadium? Yankee Stadium, Pinstripe, pinstripe Bowl, bowl. ESPN Radio. Everybody watch Harry on uh, Bad Boy Mower's Pinstripe Bowl. We're back tomorrow on Get Up. First take starts now. Come on, get up.